You say, I'm Christy. I'm Christy. I'm Kyle. Yes. Enjoy. Like the same. Like. Oh, yeah. You know? Okay, ready? Okay, go ahead. Welcome to Truly Equal, a Christian egalitarian approach to marriage. I'm Christy. I'm Kyle. Enjoy. You are listening to episode number six. This is the second episode in our Marriage as a Love Song series. We're currently in the rhythm section, and today we'll be diving into part two of love. Kyle will be reading a story, and then we'll discuss loving God, loving ourselves, and loving others. Show notes for today's episode can be found at trulyequalpodcast.com. Also, be sure to head over to iTunes to give us a rating so we can finally show up on the board. (laughs) Yay. Okay. Okay. Take it away, Kyle. Let's do this. Okay. Here is a story. This story starts uh, with a boy who grew up in small town America. This boy went to church every Sunday, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and loved going. In church, he learned about God and the Bible. Very early on, when he was about five or six, he learned from his church and parents that God wanted him to get saved. Otherwise, uh, God would send him to a place of eternal fire and torment. So the boy prayed and asked God to save him, and the boy was told that he was now a Christian. This made the boy happy. The boy started learning about God from his Sunday school teachers and family, And since the boy had a better memory than other children, when the teacher asked the questions about God, usually the boy knew the right answers. This pleased the teacher, which pleased the boy. The teacher told the boy to do good and to not do wrong. And so the boy tried very hard to do good. He copied his teachers and parents, looked up to them, and tried hard to do good and never do wrong. When he did do wrong, the boy heard that God was angry with him, and he needed to get right with God, or God would judge him, maybe even tell him when he died, depart from me, I never knew you, and send him to hell. The boy's father also would get angry when the boy did wrong, and call the boy stupid, dumb, or a moron. When the boy grew old enough to work, The boy worked for his father, since his father had a business. The boy learned that his father was nice when he did well, and angry when he messed up. The boy began to believe that God was like his father. His church often started prayers with Heavenly Father. His church thought his father was a good man. However, the boy thought that if his dad on earth got angry with him when he messed up, God must get even angrier with him. As the boy grew and went to college, he still tried very hard to do right, but with this slight difference. When he would mess up, or make his teachers or pastors disappointed, or even when he would make a mistake when playing games with friends, he would start to call himself names in his head, just like his dad would. Stupid. Idiot. Moron. The boy began to hate the person he was when he messed up, and since he messed up a lot, he began to hate himself. He covered this with a mask of humor and flirtation and knowing the right answers, which he was always good at. 
No one knew who the boy really was, and the boy was extremely happy with that, since he thought that if anyone found out, they would call him stupid or moron, just like God and his father did. After college, the boy went away for a long time. He started reading different books that talked about God in a strange way. These books said that God wanted to see people as they really are. This frightened the boy very much. He didn't want God to see him for who he really was. But then the book said that God deeply loved him as the person he was, not the person he should be. This further frightened the boy. Was the God of his childhood untrue? Was everything he thought about God wrong? One day the boy went swimming. While the boy was swimming, he thought about love and God. He swam very hard, and it grew difficult to breathe. When the boy would turn his head to breathe, he would gasp for breath. Suddenly a thought that was not his own broke through his own thoughts and said clearly, I love you so much I can't breathe. The boy heard the voice and believed what the voice said was true. This was the God the boy desired and loved. He went back to his room and cried and was forever changed. So, um, as the boy talks to you right now, uh, know that all of that was true and that all of those things are things that make me who I am today. So, uh, when we talk about love, it's really, really a personal experience for me. Yeah. So thanks for reading that story. That was great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I wanted to start out with that because I think stories are really powerful and I've been told by a few people that my story is powerful. So hopefully, um, it makes a little bit of sense for you or you identified with different parts in the story. But, um, I think where I want to go with this is I want to start out with love as God loves us. Yeah. So growing up, I heard that God loved me, but that he loved me if I did the right things, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when I was younger and I tried to be all like good, I actually was pretty good at it. You know, (laughs) like I was a pretty good kid. uh, And my parents also like thought I was a pretty good kid because I wasn't, I didn't get involved in the same bad things that other people did like through high school and middle school and stuff. So I was generally a pretty good kid. And yeah. you were too, yeah, right? I, yeah, I was too. <laughs> yeah. So like, and I, I, thought, like, I think we both are the type of kids that like followed the rules and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I seemed to me that that brought love, you know, like the doing of those things brought acceptance and like love yeah. and loving feelings, gestures, like, oh, wow, good job. Like, you did the right thing. Right. But then, like, when I would do the wrong thing, that's when things were, like, a lot different, Hmm. you know? Because I felt like when I did the wrong thing, that I knew I did the wrong thing, usually, and that if I did do the wrong thing, then, like, uh, there would be, like, anger along with the consequences, not just the consequences. Like, I knew that there would be consequences when I did something wrong, but it was just that added extra t- on top of it, like 
the anger and the you know the name calling and stuff that like really really was over the top to me and I didn't understand it yeah I didn't have that growing up so Mm. I can't really relate to that part (laughs) yeah but I'm sure other people can right and you you always think like oh well that just goes along with my parents loving me you know like that's why they call like why my dad called me names or something like that or like why like that just goes along with love you know Mm. and then my dad was impatient with me so therefore that's just like what love is but like after my time in China and like listening to that voice of God and, and hearing like what that was like, and, and also reading the Bible again for the, seems like the first time with like newer <laughs> eyes, you yeah. know, you see that like a lot of those behaviors are actually pretty unloving. Yeah. So I think I want to talk first about like how God's love comes to us. Um, and I think that one of the greatest things I've ever heard uh, on this was a quote by Brennan Manning, who said, um, God loves you as you are, not as you should be, because you're never going to be as you should be. Yeah. So. I think I, like, in my mind believed that growing up, but I don't know if I believed it, like, with my heart. Like, I kind of felt like if I didn't do the right things, then God wouldn't really love me as much as he would love me if I did the right things. Right. But I didn't really think that if I did the wrong things, God would stop loving me, per se, just, like, not as strongly as if I did the right things. Yeah. But I kind of, like, thought that that was, like, a wrong thing to think, but I still felt that in my heart. You did? You thought that was, that was like, wrong to think, yeah. like, slightly? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think my church w- told me that, like, or taught me that God, like, loves us, mm-hmm. you know, as as sinners as people that like mess up and like do the wrong things and don't always do the right things and stuff but that god always wants us to do the right things mm. so then i was like yeah yeah well god must still love me when i do the wrong things but he loves me more if i do the right things but yeah. they always told me that that was false but and so i like believed that in my mind but in my heart it didn't feel that way mm. if that makes sense yeah it's interesting yeah yeah exactly so like I think that I believed what you believe, but to the greater extreme, like way more. So the message that like God loved me right as I am and not as I should be was very, very different from what I heard. And it made a lot of sense because I knew that love, you know, like love overlooks wrongs. You know, it says it like in first Corinthians. So the, the text I want to go to is like in the Bible, there's this chapter called the love chapter and it's first Corinthians 13. And I would say it talks a lot about what love does. So love what is... What love looks like. Yeah, what love looks like or... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like love is patient. Mm-hmm. And that's the very first thing it says about love um, when it describes the characteristics of it. And like that was so different than anything I had felt before from either like authority figures like my dad or my parents or even like teachers that sometimes are like just people in authority over me they would never be patient or they would have at least like to a point it would be like to a point and then they would get impatient yeah you know I had that happen too yeah yeah and so I feel like with God if God is love then like God is patient with me much more than I am ever patient you know with myself or with other people and so also like that God's love is kind And I think that kindness was a huge thing for me because kindness to me seems to be um, just like more of a, I don't know, like it's a quality that 
influences an action. Like you can do an action. I don't know. You can take out the trash, let's say. Mm-hmm. But like if you take it out, you can take it out in a kind way or an unkind way. And it just depends on how you're thinking about it. Like, like if your motivation is behind it. Exactly. Sort of what we were talking about last episode. Right. A des- yeah. Out of a deep desire for the person's good comes kindness. Yeah. Right. That's like the fruit of that. It feels like to me. Yeah. So when I'm in my marriage, like I, I know, well, first of all, I know that God is kind with me, that the actions that he does for me or to me are out of a kind, a kindness and a goodness. Mm hmm. And uh, so I think just even those two qualities are like so different from what my definition of love was when I was a kid and growing up. It completely changed when I I really believed that God actually had those qualities for me as a human being. Like me, Kyle, David Playford, that God loved me and was patient with me and was kind with me. So that to me is where it all starts is like realizing that God loves us as we are and not as we should be. Yeah. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. So anyway, going on from that though, we have God then loving us. And then in turn, I want to talk about there's a few times in scripture in the Bible where Jesus says like um where the greatest commandments is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and then to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. So that like sums up he said that sums up the law and the prophets, which means like the whole Old Testament, everything. Yeah. If you do that, you have, you are doing the law. Yeah. So like, I want to kind of, ref- I think it's like showing the heart behind the law. Mm. Yeah. Right. Because if you're doing the law, but if you're doing it with the wrong motivation, like we talked about last right. week, then it's not helpful. That's not the intent of the law. Exactly. 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 So I think that when we talk about the law and the prophets and then we talk about Jesus's reframing or like showing how the law is supposed to be done what the heart behind the law was right Mm -hmm. like that it's love Uh, I think actually I've been listening to another podcast called Untangling Christianity which is a really great podcast I would recommend it to people Um, if you do listen to it start from the beginning because uh, the beginning is where it's best to start in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know they go through a book review in the first few episodes of this other book um called not a fan by kyle eidelman and they just they talk about a lot of interesting things then and then the podcast kind of builds on itself so i would recommend that but anyway um one of the people on there his name is greg and he has this interesting kind of rewording of that short phrase from jesus about like loving god um, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So his rephrasing is this. It's to love God entirely, love yourself rightly, and, and then love your neighbor likewise. Mm-hmm. So I think that actually really resonates with me, and I want to kind of spend a few minutes going over that. Yeah. Um, so, and I'll just start here, which is love God entirely. Mm-hmm. So I think that to me, it, we cannot love God without God loving us first. Right. So that's why I start with God loving us first and yeah. the qualities of that. Because I really want to clarify like how God loves us. Because I think that if we don't know how God loves us or how God doesn't love us, <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that God doesn't say these things to to us, like, you know, stupid, call us stupid or idiot or moron, first of all. Yeah. And then also like that, he's not 
withholding love for us if we don't do what we're supposed to do. And I don't think God's ever like fed up with us, mm. you know, because that's a very impatient thing. Like if God's like love is from everlasting to everlasting. And so therefore he's like, you know, patient. Then he doesn't just like throw his hands up in the air and is like, okay, I'm over this person. Can't help them anymore. Like they've, right. they've made the same mistake too many times. Like irredeemable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think with that, with God loving us is the key that then we can love God back entirely. Yeah. Because that never made sense to me, honestly, as a kid or even like growing up through college and stuff. Like I was like, okay, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I'm like, okay. I like broke it down. I was like, okay, so with my heart, I love God. (laughs) And then my mind, but like the strength part was weird because I'm like, I'm not in the gym that much. So maybe I should like, (laughs) I literally thought this is so weird. And then my, how do I love God with my soul? That I just skipped over. (laughs) I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you if you rephrase it to be like, love God entirely, it's like with everything in your being, mm-hmm. loving God. Exactly. It's like a way of saying there's all the different parts of our being. Right. Yeah. It just helps to summarize it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, and probably get to like what ac- Jesus was actually saying. Yeah. So, but whatever way makes sense for you, like God can be, you know, separating it out. But like, anyway, so love God entirely if God is the most patient and the most kind being in the universe I see no I have no problem with like loving God with all of my being and desiring to gain more knowledge of him and like talk about God and and explore more about what who God is and um things like that so like and also seek to like read my bible and pray and talk and have a relationship with god Mm -hmm. just like i would with christy yeah you know like doing things together talking um sharing our feelings like being vulnerable with each other like those are all things that i think i can do when i know that god's disposition toward me no matter what it is no matter what it is that i do or don't do is love patience kindness and like that is a really big um motivator for me to act loving back to god hmm. so or at least it like takes all of the duty out of it at least for me and not necessarily just that but like it, it the fountain of it is that desire that we talked about last week yeah you know like that desire right i think i'm still working through the whole like loving god with everything that i am and like because i think growing up i didn't know if god was like fully good like, I believed that God was fully good in my mind, mm. but I didn't know if I actually for sure trusted that. A lot of times I did, but then there were some times, if I'm honest, I didn't. Right. <laughs> and so, and I definitely thought that, like, the way of connecting with God was more duty-based, like reading my Bible every day, mm. praying, like, without ceasing, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> and, you know, like, doing these things, like, out of duty, but I also knew I should do them because I want to do them. But I didn't always want to do them. And then I thought if I didn't do them, then I wasn't as good of a Christian. And maybe God didn't like love me as much then. So I'm still working through all those like misconceptions in my childhood and trying to like figure this out. So I think you have a better understanding of all this than I do currently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. That helps a lot. Um, I don't don't think that I have had a better understanding for a very long time in my life. Mm -hmm. But I do think that I understand it, it. Again, it like starts with God loving me. Yeah. And if I realize what that looks like, 
then I feel like there's like a reciprocal thing that happens where I understand then how to love God back. Mm -hmm. And then it comes from that to love yourself rightly, (laughs) which (laughs) if you know, like if you've heard my story, which you just did, um, that's really hard for me. Yeah. And I think it's hard for a lot of Christians. Which is interesting because growing up, I always heard that like, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, it doesn't say to love yourself because we already are, we all already love ourselves. Right. So love your neighbor as you already love yourself. And how could, and I was always, whenever I heard that, I was like, (laughs) I don't love myself. (laughs) Yeah. I don't do that. I actually probably more like loathe myself rather than love myself. Right. You know, if I'm honest. So like, how does that work? Right. I think it's important to talk about how do we have a good like self perception mm-hmm. like and and love ourselves rightly yeah and i think the rightly thing is kind of interesting because i when it says love yourself rightly it doesn't just mean kind of like you know have like these warm fuzzy feelings toward yourself and just like you know it's not this like positive psychology where you're yeah. like you know almost like uh like a, an overinflated idea of yourself that you're just like i'm the best right like narcissism <laughs> yeah or, you know don't want to get all political but you know so anyway but like uh <laughs> Seriously, I do think that loving yourself rightly means having a correct, taking the time to analyze who you are and who you are not, you know, if you are Mm -hmm. not patient, not kind, and knowing that, you know, you have a, you are patient with yourself, that you love yourself, and also that you know that you have flaws. Yeah. So. Loving yourself definitely includes knowing you have flaws. Right. Yeah. Um. So I think that's a really not talked about topic right. in Christianity. Yeah. It's really a kind of strange to me how that that's worked out so far. Cause I feel like ever since I've got back to America, like those things are not talked about as much. And I wish they would be, I wish people would talk about like, how do you love yourself? How do you show patience and kindness to yourself when these situations arise where a mistake happens at work or you mess up in your marriage, you know, like you say the wrong thing or you forget something or you, do what you cut someone off in traffic or something like that do you automatically have a response of like hey like you beat yourself up internally do you do that like right that's uh, that's a problem and that like gets in the way of your relationship with god loving you as you are yeah beating yourself up is the opposite of loving yourself right and if if that's how you love yourself like if that's how you view yourself as in like beating yourself up when you make mistakes then that's like as much love as you're going to be able to show other people kind of, I think. Yes. You know, like you aren't going to be able to love people very well or God very well because you're going to think the same things about them that you do about yourself. (laughs) Right, exactly. And that's a perfect segue into the last one, which is like love others likewise. Yeah. So likewise, meaning in the same way that you love yourself, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what Jesus was saying. Yeah. And so like with that, you have... um. So you, you are learning from God how to love mm-hmm. and then you love God mm-hmm. and then you love yourself. Right. And then the last part is what kind of ties it all together, which is loving everyone else likewise. It's like the outpouring of that love that you've learned. Yep. It fill like I, I like to say that love fills and then it overfills. Yeah. You know, it fills me up and then it spills out of me to other people. Yeah. So like I can, if I'm patient and kind with myself, 
I can then therefore like be truly patient and kind with other people. Yeah. And that starts with in marriage. Like if we're, if you're married, your spouse is one of the easiest and quickest ways you can start to like love other people in the same way that you are loved. Yeah. So I don't know, like sometimes, and, and also like when you're being un, impatient and unkind, it can kind of, you can kind of self-diagnose and be like, well, am I doing this for myself? Do I do this for myself? Am I being impatient for myself? That's actually right. a check that I that I do for myself. <laughs> I'm like, uh, well, if I'm being impatient and unkind with Christy lately, like, how have I been for myself? Yeah, like, where is it stemming from? Yeah, and it, it usually is like, oh yeah, I for, I'm forgetting that like God is patient and kind with me. Right, right. It's usually a misconception of how we view God's love for us first, because if we can't view God loving us rightly, how can we love ourselves rightly? Exactly. And then how can we love others rightly? Like, you know, so it kind of goes down in that order, like mm-hmm. God loving us, us loving ourselves and us loving others. Yeah. So, um, and I think that that's probably pretty close to what I, what I wanted to say and address with this. Um, but yeah, I yeah. don't know. And cool. did you have anything else that you wanted to say or? No, no, I think that's really great. Like th- that's the, the foundation of love in, in life, but also like in marriage. And I think that's like the hierarchy it works in mm-hmm. the best like to be the most complete yep so, so. okay but yeah yeah uh, if you guys have any questions or comments or any feedback for me or my story or um if you have any similar things that have happened to you or um please share it with us email us put it on facebook <laughs> as always so yes. and next week we'll um be still in the rhythm section talking about commitment yes this time. so stay tuned for that yeah okay bye bye